Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. On another beautiful Jerusalem day, David. It is. I'm a little tired, Scott. I see that. You look a little droopy today. I know. I was thinking about what you said in the previous episode when I was saying that Moses' third argument is God needs to repent from the evil he's intending to do, meaning to eradicate the Jewish people and begin the whole Jewish nation from Moses. You said, no, why is it an argument? It's a prayer. And the first two arguments, which I accept that, God, don't be angry at the people because they're not really deserving of anger for various reasons that we've mentioned in previous episodes. And the second argument that, God, you must do this because otherwise it undermines your entire purpose of creating the world, Kiddush Hashem, sanctification of your name. Those are arguments. But this, return from your anger and repent of the evil you wanted to do to your people, Sounds like a prayer to me. Right. And I even amplified your argument, and I said, we use this verse in a prayer that's all about asking God to not do what he's intending to do, get us back to where we need to be. So, David, what's your answer? You said this is an argument. I want to hear why it's an argument. I'm going to say this, Scott. Where I thought it was an argument, it is not. You are right, Scott. (laughs) It is a prayer. It's actually, there are only three arguments Hopefully, there's only three arguments now. We'll see the fourth one if we'll it really is an argument. If I'm right, right or not. Right. But I have to admit, and it's okay. Sometimes I, I, I thought one way, but thank God. I just want to make this clear that uh, Scott does have a knife to my neck right now. <laughs> and he's forcing under me to duress, say, David under duress. Under things, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, David, there's actually something very important to say. The first thing I'll say is, I'm not going to say thank you, because this is not, I'm right, you're right. We just want to get to the truth over here. But, and you're saying this is a prayer, not an argument. You're actually demonstrating a very important idea, and I'm quite serious, which is someone who is in Hebrew, who acknowledges when, oh, that's not true, but I used to think, now I'm willing to think something new, is a rare quality. And quite seriously, you're demonstrating right now for all of our listeners in public, the thousands, if not millions of people who listen to this podcast are hearing you admit defeat. I think that's actually very impressive in its own right. That having been said... I'd like to maybe walk it back a little bit and say why you might be right, why it is an argument. And I'm not going to argue that it actually is an argument. I still maintain that it's a prayer. But I think on some level, we may be making an artificial distinction between argument and prayer. What is prayer inherently? Well, anyone can figure out on his or her own what that person thinks prayer is. To me, prayer is dialogue with God. Full stop. Whether or not that prayer takes the form of a request— or an argument, such as, for example, when Abraham argued with God to save the 50, the 45, the 40, 30, 20, and 10 people in Sodom and Gomorrah. That was presumably a form of argument, but it clearly was also one of the greatest prayers of all time. When Hannah requested a baby and she prayed in the temple, According to our sages, there's a combination of tremendous humility with an audacious request and demanding of God. What is the line between prayer, argument, and demand. I think that on some level is how we think of it more than anything else. 
Moses' first two arguments are also prayers, because prayer is talking to God. It's not some magical formula that we say in order for something to take place. If they were magic words, and that's what a prayer really is, then you're right. This is a prayer and those are not. But I don't believe that a prayer is magic words. Prayer is dialogue. And therefore, this distinction that we make between arguments and prayer is quite artificial. And in that sense, what we have here are four prayers, and they're prayers of different forms. A couple of them take the form of arguments, one takes the form of a begging request, but it's really all the same thing. And I don't think we have to make this as a strong distinction between what's an argument and what's not. Scott, I was about to say that's an interesting concept, but we know in American vernacular, when you say interesting, sort of a degrading term. You're just putting me down. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to say... You're condescending and saying, yes, sure, whatever. I, I appreciate the understanding of prayer in the context that not every single prayer is about request, simply a dialogue with God. The question in this episode is whether or not all of these really prayers to God, or is Moses going toe-to-toe with God and saying, no, I'm making an argument. This is not about prayer whatsoever. I agree with you, what you said in the previous episode. I reconsidered your position. I think it's a valid position because liturgically, in our own prayers and what we say, we looked at this as an introduction, actually, into what I would be the next argument, as remember the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In fact, in the conclusion of when we were invoking this verse of, Lord God of Israel, turn away from your fierce anger and relent from the evil against your people, this is what we say, heed our voice and be gracious, do not abandon us into the hand of our enemies to blot out our name. Remember what you promised our fathers. I will make your descendants as many as the stars of heaven. Yet now we are only a few left from many. Yet despite all this, we have not forgotten your name. Please do not forget us. We have attached this prayer, Lord God of Israel, turn away from your fierce anger directly to the promise of our forefathers. And that leads up to the argument that we see in the next verse, in verse 13. So I do appreciate you trying to help me out, Scott, but reconsidered the position, you are right. And liturgically, we have accepted that. David is demonstrating tremendous humility, the type of humility which certainly, had it been expressed by the people of Israel, would have been one of Moses' arguments of a reason to maintain the Jewish people. So with that, I will give a prayer that God should hear our prayers based on the fine attributes that David is representing right now. And thank you all for listening to Morning Drive Bible. I'm Scott Kahn. I'm David Nekrutman. Blessings from Jerusalem.